Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cashflow Club. This is our final installment on basic financial statements, and today we're going to talk about the cash flow statement. Um, this is not meant to be a tutorial on how to prepare one. This is just an overview of what's on it and what it means. And basically, pretty much no matter what sort of financial statements you're getting from your accountant, um, you should have a balance sheet, an income statement, and a cash flow statement. You might also have notes. And the notes are part of an important part of the financial statements. They tell you a little bit of more of a story about some of the things in the financials. Now, this is an American version, so we're going to get American terminology. Um, yours will vary by country. I strongly encourage you, if you've never had a conversation about the statement of cash flow with your accountant, you should have one. So my advice, number one thing, if you're looking to grow a business, have a good proactive accountant, one who will help you um, understand your financial statements, but most importantly, help you understand your business and how your financial statements impact it. So the cash flow statement is basically a reconciliation between the profit in your company and the cash in your bank account. And this is to reflect that under generally accepted accounting principles or GAAP, um, we use the accrual basis account of accounting, which means when you sell a product to a customer on credit, we record the sale at the time the transaction occurs. And when we collect the receivable, the credit is paid by the customer, that's when cash is impacted. And same with when we buy goods and services on credit, we record the expense when we actually purchase the good or service and it's consumed. And then when we actually pay the bill, that's when our cash flow is reduced. So I'm just going to share the cash flow from operations. Um, so that this ties into our diagnostic, it ties into our methodology. The basic cash flow, you're going to have your net earnings or profit. This is after tax per the income statement. And we're going to add back things like non-cash expenses, such as amortization of, of property, plant, and equipment. In this case, the American version is um, depreciation. So you might use the word amortization. What it is, is it's just a recognition of the use of an asset in a period. So, for example, if you have a truck that you use to make deliveries, 
that truck depreciates in value over time, we're bringing that in as a non-cash expense. So we're adding back the non-cash expenses. Um, if our receivables decrease, that means we've collected more cash um, than we've lent. Therefore, we're going to take that out. We're adding it back to cash. Um, same with changes in accounts payable and taxes payable. Again, your accountant will do the math on this, but these are your three big timing differences. Um, accounts receivable are is the credit we extend to our customers. Accounts payable is the credit we have extended to us. This is where we owe others. And then taxes payable, we owe it to the government. So those are the changes in cash and inventory. If we've increased the inventory, it's going to reduce our cash. If we decrease inventory, it means we're collecting more cash. So this, the important thing is it shows us the actual cash flow from operations. So this is sort of the, the active trading of our products and services, turning it over, um, paying expenses, keeping the business afloat. So this is healthy. We're getting a positive cash flow from operations. And again, we can see positive cash flow, but not necessarily enough positive cash flow. We need this in context of the balance sheet. You know, what are our current liabilities, our accounts payable, what are our current assets, our accounts receivable, our inventory. Um, we need to be generating enough cash to cover at least the next quarter of overhead. Um, so we want to keep this in mind. And again, this is at a period ended. So this is over the course of a year. This is what it looks like. Um, in a smaller business, I recommend you look at this monthly at a minimum. Um, you may wanna look at other things weekly, but you should be looking at your balance sheet, your income statement and your cash flow statement monthly. Now, the next segment is we get into investing. Um, so this is where we're making large investments in property, plant, and equipment. Maybe you're buying a building, maybe you're buying, um, you know, a, a robot or a machine to get your work done. Um, this can also be investing in a portfolio. So maybe you're putting, taking cash out and putting it into, um, into an investment. Um, the other thing is if you're selling equipment, this will bring cash into the company, but that's not necessarily a good thing because all that means is you've got cash coming in. It begs the question, do you have the assets you need to produce the income that you need? Um, and then under financing, this is where we get into um, receiving loans or paying off loans. Again, the, the, the repayment of debt doesn't impact our income statement, but it does impact the cash that we have at the end. Um, so a good cash flow management, you're going to be aware of the various levers that we can pull on to improve our cash. So for example, getting our receivables collected quickly, that improves cash today. Slowing down our outbound cash, paying our payables um, on time, but slower, you know, maybe negotiating longer terms. These are where we can see the direct impact on cash in the bank. 
And again, maybe you've got some assets that are surplus. You don't need them. Sell those off so that you can convert that into cash. Um, a lot of companies, they'll keep old obsolete inventory on hand thinking, well, I paid you know, a dollar for this. I'm going to wait until I can sell it for a dollar. Uh, sometimes you just need the cash. So, and inventory, the longer it sits around, it gets broken, it becomes obsolete, it's less desirable. Um, but it's also taking up space and it's taking up um, capital. So sometimes if you need to discount, you know, let's say you've got, you do account and a quarter of your stock is obsolete, um, fire sale that, liquidate it through one of the many liquidators out there um, so that you can bring in fresh stock. And, you know, the reality is if it's old and stale and it's not selling, it's going to be older and more stale a year from now. So sometimes you need to just get things off the books. You need to get rid of inventory that's obsolete. Um, and that's where a good inventory management system will come in. Um, if you're in the business of selling products, I highly recommend you have a real-time inventory tracker so that you know exactly what's going on in your business. Um, and that's a basic overview of the statement of cash flow. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.